Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. And on Fridays, we call it the Radio Roundtable, when we have lots of different guests calling in and involving themselves in conversations with Martha and I. Stay tuned for just a minute, and we'll tell you who's joining us today. Many thanks go out to Jose Cruz. He'll be engineering the show today and taking your calls a little later on after the bottom of the half hour. Have you gone out to I Work For Him today? We had a new member join the I Work For Him Nation today, and he actually sent me a text message, and he asked me a question. And so today, we've got Leo Hetzendorfer going to be joining us on the air at about 310, asking me that question so that you can get the answer as well, because Leo asked a fantastic question. Go out to iWorkForHim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag, and join the rest of us as we start to pray for our coworkers and employees by name each and every day. But it does take a paradigm shift in our minds as we look at the fact that our world is a messed up place. But Romans 12.2 says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And Martha, you know, the Lord's working on me all the time and changing the way we think, not only the way we think, but the way we act, the behaviors, my behavior. God's working on that all the time, isn't he? Well, he is in both. I think he is in most of us. It's just a matter of whether we recognize it or not. We've been having a lot of conversations lately where we're like, see that little thing right there? That's something that the culture has made us numb to or made us not think is a big deal and just trying to be more aware of what those things are that go against God's principles. Yeah, it's and what I, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about just we've had there's a lot of stress in getting a radio show, getting prepared to go national. And as Martha and I are raising money to get the show fully funded and, and raising money to get out on satellite, it, it there's a lot of stress. And sometimes I'm just stupid and I overreact to something that people say or something that Martha says. And we've just been learning to just stop when the stress gets high and just stop and pray. And 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 the world would tell never tell you to do that and uh, but our heavenly father says hey when you're stressed you, that means you're not resting in me so i mean that's really that's important for us to recognize yes it is and i think the fact that we're able to um you know we allow ourselves to be pretty transparent in all that we do but our listeners get to hear what we talk about on the air and um just being real like your guy yesterday that shared you know you had computer problems and he finally said okay lord you got to fix this because I can't do it. And learning from that, that you know, a lot of people may have never thought of that opportunity before. You know, and it is important to note for our listeners that I have just broken my 12-day fast, as Martha told it, and having no Mountain Dew. I only drank half a can, but I couldn't take it <laughs> anymore. 
I couldn't take it anymore. You know, we just had an amazing conversation, Martha, right before the show with a local pastor here in Tampa Bay. Uh, in fact, I don't know why we wouldn't give it a great little plug. How about J.J. Johnson from South Tampa Fellowship, both on the uh, uh, pastor over on the Ballast Point uh, church and also on Davis Island and just talking about the, the needs. And he's got, he's got somebody in his church really helping disciple people that are business people. And that's fantastic. Uh, and, and it's neat when you get a chance to talk to pastors that actually understand what we talk about here on the radio. Yeah, it's, we were just discussing how it's exciting in Tampa Bay, the things that are going on. And people are becoming aware that their workplace is their mission field. And feeding into them in, in any different avenues that we can it really makes a difference in, in the lives of our listeners and the people, our coworkers and employees. Speaking of feeding into people. Are you Mark's, hungry? No, no. We ate a Jimbo's barbecue today. <laughs> it was Kennedy. very good. Another free plug today. All right, there we go. Uh, but we, uh, you know, we've got an upcoming marriage cruise, and it's only—it's just a little over six months away. Okay, seven months away. Uh, okay, eight months yeah, away. That's all right. <laughs> March the thirtieth through April the third, and Martha and I want to invite you personally to check out the details. Obviously, it's not for everyone because it costs some money, but it, it is if you've got the ability to spend the money to get away for five days on a cruise ship with twenty other couples. Uh, this is something for you. And if you start, if you register now, you can start paying for it and just make payments on it instead of having to write a big check. And it's not a big check, but it's a mild check. It's really not much more than what it would cost for you to go on a regular cruise. We just add very little for the marriage retreat part, but it is, you will hear if it, it, and Martha and I are working right now on collecting testimonials, but marriages are impacted and it really has nothing to do with us. It has to do with the work of the Holy Spirit and quiet time for husbands and wives. Yeah. So we'd like you to maybe this, this weekend, take the opportunity to go out to our website or go to Facebook and learn more about it and check it out and start um, connecting with our cruise planner. Today is his birthday. What a great Wait, birthday that kidding. would be. I am not kidding. Rick you. Saltarelli from Salty Breeze Cruise Travel. Happy yes. birthday. So what a great uh, birthday present that would be if he got a bunch of phone calls of people wanting to book cruises. And if he was listening, he could call into the studio line now at 877-943-9673, and he could tell people about those details. Doesn't everybody listen on their birthday? I should. They should be. <laughs> it would be the greatest birthday present ever. Mm -hmm. All right. But we go out to iWorkForHim.com, click on the events page, and we've got the, we've already got the sign-up ready for 2017's cruise, which is March 30th through April the 3rd. But we also have a date in 2018. So maybe March of next year, you're going to be too busy, or maybe you're having a baby right before then and you can't do it. We've got one for 2018. You can get signed up now and start making payments now for 2018. The great news is it's a weekend away with your spouse, your, your husband or your wife, and it's going to make a monstrous impact because of the work that the Lord does during this weekend. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. You know, the world is upside down. It gets more and more upside down every day. And, and, and now it's like the police have become the enemy, but really the enemy has become the enemy and just more out there. And, and we've got the police are the bad guys, the bad guys are the good guys. And, and that's just, it's just stupid. So let's just, ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there and you have an opportunity to start developing relationships across cultures, would you please do that? Because that's what Jesus did. And by the way, those of you people out there that are white who happen to think that you may be better than your people of color. I don't think anybody listening to this show would be that way. But if you are, let me just remind you, Jesus wasn't a white guy. Okay. 
Just let me just make that clear because it, it drives me crazy. But you wanted to say something about well, what I, happened today at lunch. I did. I was just really over overwhelmed, blessed, whatever you want to. Today, when we were at lunch, we were sitting there. All of a sudden, we hear clapping in the middle of the restaurant. And we look up and a couple of police officers had walked in. And um, it it's really quite emotional, actually, when you think about what the dynamic was of just a couple officers walking into a restaurant to eat lunch and everybody in the room started clapping. Nobody said anything. Nobody um, made anybody do that, but just to show that appreciation. And I would just encourage our listeners and I'm going to, I'm encouraging and challenging us as well to show more appreciation for the first responders of all kinds in our country and be so thankful for what they are doing for us and um, just I've seen kids delivering breakfast to police officers, and it's just encouraging to see what others can do. And it's so important for us to recognize that these guys have a target on their back for no good reason. Most of these police officers, 99.9% are phenomenal people who have been service, serving the public for years selflessly, and now they get a target on their back. But everything, as Christ followers in this community and around the world, we need to be the ones bridging across these these communities. We need to be the ones reaching out to our brothers and sisters who don't look like us. So if you're Latino, reach out to the black and the white guys. If you're a black guy, reach out to the white and Latino people. It doesn't matter. Color is nothing. Just that's so ridiculous that I just don't even get it. But maybe it's because I grew up in Minnesota and color didn't mean anything because everybody was just frozen in blue. But <laughs> but it's people as people of Christ following faith, we should be the standard bearers in this battle. And we were told recently by somebody that somebody in the church said, hey, we've got too many people of color. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I don't think Jesus is impressed by things like that. Uh, No, I know he's not. We are called to bring our faith to our workplaces where people are of multiple races. It doesn't matter. Jesus, Jesus died for all of us. How dare that we would actually say, well, I got a problem with my brother or my sister because they look different than me. I look different than all of you because I don't have any hair. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I just, when I hear this stuff and I hear the ridiculousness on the news, you know, people, the best thing you can ever do, turn off the television news because all they're trying to do is push more and more racial disparity in this country. Go to church on Sunday, turn off your television, and then turn into I work for him every day at three o'clock. We've got a special guest. Calling into the show today. Leo Hetzendorfer sent me a text message today. Say, Jim, I got a question for you. And I said, Leo, would you be willing to call into the show today and ask that question on the air? And he said, hey, you know, I, wait a minute, I got to stop. Because a caller said, apparently we had a caller who was offended that said Jesus was not white. Uh, I'll clarify the point. Jesus wasn't white. Jesus was Israeli. I, I don't. Israeli people are not white. White people are from upper northern European nations. That seems to be where they all settled. Jesus was a colored person. He was he had tan, he was way darker tan than the typical white person. It doesn't matter. But if you really know Israeli people, they were dark darker skinned, and he worked outside all day, so he was probably heavily darker skinned. Kind of like ah color it doesn't matter and i'm sorry if you were offended no i'm not i'm sorry you're offended people you need to know your history jesus was not a white guy he wasn't from northern europe he was from the middle east but he died for everyone amen to that i'm so Mm -hmm. grateful he died for all jose did that help do you think 
All right. Okay. We're going to find out if he calls All me right, back. Sorry. All right. Now, back to our special guest, Leo Hetzendorfer. Thanks for calling into I Work for him today. Hey, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, Miss Martha. Hi. How you doing this afternoon? Very good. I'm so glad you called in. So, yes, so yes, give I'm us your question. To. Give yes. us your question so everybody can hear it. It was a good question. I thought everybody needed to hear this. Yeah, Jim. I was, uh, I've was. i been reading some books lately about the the need for and the benefits of having a mentor. So I just, I guess I'm just wondering, I'm just new to the whole mentor process, protege, and, you know, I was wondering maybe you could explain some of the benefits or maybe the process to help me find a mentor, you know? You know, um, here, here's, here's the deal. Mentoring <clears throat> is really another way to say discipleship. Okay. And and really, that's how the church was always grown, was through discipleship. And and it, it's really that living that living and breathing that example out in, in our daily walk with life. You know, in, in the old days, it was our fathers that were mentoring and discipling their sons and, and their mothers were mentoring and discipling their daughters. But in today's world, because we've got so much broken familyness, that doesn't always happen. And, and that's why it's even more important today for the church to step up in that role and to provide people, not necessarily the pastor, but people within the church to invest in other people in the church. You, you've, if you listen to the show regularly enough, you know that Martha and I talk about marriage mentoring all the time, and it's really no more than marriage discipleship. A husband and wife willing to disciple another couple who maybe didn't have an example in their life on how to actually make this work. But you mentioned in your question today in the text, asking the question about maybe like apprenticeship or something like that. What was, tell me what brought this question up to your mind. Well, I, I guess about maybe being an entrepreneur, you know, and starting your own business mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe finding a, finding a business or, a, or something that I could, you know, get involved with and maybe the process of, of finding something like that too. Mm. There is there are some phenomenal ministries out there that are really involved in the process of discipleship. As an entrepreneur, there's a lot of organizations that will disciple you as a business owner and leader. Uh, you know, C12 is out there, Truth to Work is out there, Convene is out there, the Pinnacle Forum is out there. But as an individual, if or do you have any employees yet, Leo? No. Okay, so alone, then there's CBMC here locally in, in Tampa Bay, who's got the Marketplace Ambassadors event. There's also um, Halftime is a great one to, that's a discipleship program. I mean, there are literally dozens and dozens. There's there's the Nehemiah Project that you hear talked about on the air that will actually teach you the biblical principles of entrepreneurship from a biblical perspective. Uh, there is the Fe- Gotham Fellows Program that's uh, being uh, that's in Orlando and here in Tampa Bay. There's a Fellows Program at an at a church here in Hyde Park. So there's there's lots of ways to get discipled and how do you connect your faith and your work together? There's a there's a lot of that out there. And 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 the big key is to get to get in and surround yourself with other people that want to do the same thing as what you're doing. Gotcha. So like Martha and I started a, a group we just called Business His Way. Uh, for a lot of people that ran really small businesses, they didn't have many employees, and we brought them into a group, and we studied some books. We studied the Bible on leadership and other books and other guys' perspective on how to actually put your faith into action in different areas of your business. And, and really, it became a discipleship group, but it was you know 10 business people discipling each other as they struggled and wrestled with different issues, HR issues, financial issues. Martha, what were you going to say? 
Well, Leo, I would just encourage you, if you are part of a local church body, to look for someone either in leadership at your church or somebody in the pews in leadership that may be a good business person too, and make them know that you have that desire for, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are not, look, they think, I'm going to figure this out on my own. But there's this great thing about mentoring where if I've made a bunch of mistakes and I can help somebody else avoid some of those pitfalls, I want to pour into that person. And um, there's a there are so many people that have a plethora of experience, but letting them know you're looking for that and spreading the word, and maybe you'll develop a relation another relationship that's just on a personal level as well. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That no. That makes sense. So well, really, we're... let let people know for sure. Exactly. Right? So where are you going to church here in Tampa Bay? We, I'm going, uh, my wife and I, we go to Glad Tidings. It's Assemblies of God down in uh, St. Pete. Okay. Now, in it, I don't know anything about it, but that's, I mean, there's a ton of churches. But as part of the church, I mean, is there any kind of discipleship going on in your church that you know of? Not really, a, no. Okay. So sometimes, and sometimes a case, that's the case, and sometimes it's because the pastor doesn't know that there's such a deep need and desire for it. So I, you know, sometimes if you went up to the pastor and say, listen, pastor, I, I, I need to understand the power of discipleship. I need to understand how I get involved in discipleship so that I can disciple others, so that I can be discipled. I mean, sometimes it's a conversation as simple as that. And sometimes you need to go outside your church because your pastor needs to be encouraged and he may not know how to get it done. But it literally, you got to look at the way Jesus set the perfect example on discipleship and on mentoring. He took 12 guys that he knew would follow him around for three plus years. And he knew one of them was going to betray him. And he knew the other 11 guys were going to change the world if he would just invest every ounce of his energy in those people. They were illiterate. They were uneducated. They were hardworking most okay matthew was not illiterate i mean he was a tax guy but most most of them were illiterate they were worker guys right you know they were they were fishermen they were people that haven't been taught to read or write or anything but jesus knew if he invested his life in them they would change the world and that's what discipleship's about i had a disi- i had a guy in high school who was my youth sponsor he was about four or five years older than me and he invested in me as a 16 and 17 year old and we are still friends to this day i've had him on the show one time but he Im- impacted my life and kept me on the straight and narrow during the times when people get off on the crooked right right well did, are there like programs out there like if i did approach my pastor like would i be able to say hey, there's this program, and maybe we can look at it. There, there's several different ones, and it really kind of depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, there, there. I mean, and I've had, you almost have to go back and look at all the different kinds of shows that I've had out there. But Martha, is one coming to your mind? Well, I was just going to say Jim would could definitely have that conversation with you with your pastor because that is, it can be quite overwhelming and really depending on whether you want it to be a business um, perspective or a uh you know, purely a growth in Christ perspective or combination. There's there's so many that you're asking a great question. There's a ton of people out there asking the same one. How do I get discipled? And there are some great, just great discipleship groups. I mean, you're talking BSF, Bible Study Fellowship, Phenomenal. is a great big group in St. Pete that does that. That'll teach you about the Word and how to study the Word, but it's not going to disciple you on how to walk with the Lord in the workplace, but it's going to start connecting some of those dots. It's a fantastic question. It really is a great question. And there are some there are some formal ways to get mentored. Uh, I want to mention Martha and I were talking about it off the break. 
you know, it, for bigger small business owners, C12 is fantastic. But it's a little expensive for those small businesses, but it, it's something you can grow into. CBMC has a lot of great Timothy groups that are great places to get mentored that you can then multiply yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a good one. Networking within the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. Uh, so C3TB.org is another great one. So I can connect you with all these but it's that it's that sitting down with somebody and and asking them. So Leo, I'd love to be able to meet with you. We'll have a cup of coffee. I'll reach out to you after the show. We'll set up a time to have a cup of coffee and talk about it and and figure out where we can go. But there is a desperate need for biblical business mentoring to go on in Tampa Bay. And uh, and because you're asking that question, the Lord probably has a call in your life to reproduce. And so that's <laughs> just so you know, that's the way that usually works. Well, I can feel it down. You know, I think in the future I can see that because I think that's. I want to be able to. It's it's scary to go out and say, "Hey, I want to mentor mentor you," mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that's not maybe. usually how it works. Usually, I mean, sometimes I do tell people, "Listen, you need a mentor in your life. You're just stupid." Right? Uh, I tell, but those are good. But those <laughs> are good friends. You. Those are good. Yeah, I love you, but you're acting stupid, and even right. duct tape can't fix stupid. Yeah, right. But those are usually people that really already know that you care. Sometimes that mentoring stuff happens. Um, inadvertently at first. So you mentioned that you're an entrepreneur. What kind of business are you in, Leo? <laughs> right now. Um, I'm not, I'm at a, I'm in corporate right now, so I'm not, I haven't actually left. So, okay, so I'm wh- working on, that's, that's another thing I'm kind of working on. You know, my, my sons are doing some things and I want to maybe be able to help them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get their, get their businesses going and some of the stuff that they're doing. So that's, that's in the future. That's what I'm looking at. That's why I'm starting to ask these questions now to prepare myself. Well, mm-hmm. and really when you describe it that way, the organization that is absolutely perfect for you is Halftime, halftime.org. For those people asking the questions about, I'm coming into that midpoint, what's next? I want to stop pursuing a life of success. I want to start pursuing a life of significance. Halftime.org would be a great spot to go. And we'll send you, we'll send you a book. Um, and I'll get your, I'll get your address after the show. We'll get, I'll send you a halftime book, but that would be a good one. And then we'll sit down and have a cup of coffee. How about that? Jim, I sure appreciate that. Thank you so much for taking the time with me. And Miss Martha, thank you so much for your uh, thoughts and interjections, too. Well, you asked a great question. Everybody need to hear it, and I appreciate you calling in, Leo. We'll talk to you later. Awesome. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Have a good day. All right. All right. So those questions, those are the kinds of questions that we're willing to answer all the time. That's what the point of I Work For Him is. It's never about just it's never about Jim and Martha. It's here's the ministries ministries that are out there across the country that are making an impact. And as this show was listened to across the country, it we're 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 really we want you to know what's out there and available for you. Yeah, we really do. And that's one of the things, you know, if there are listeners who know of organizations, ministries, books, whatever that go along with this topic, post it on our Facebook page. Let us know about it or email us if you would like and all that information is on our website. But um, we would love that feedback because we don't know. Every time we think we've learned the next great book that's out, there's 10 more. So please let us know what you are learning and um, absorbing so that we can learn from it as well. But you have to email me before you send me a book. You are not allowed, <laughs> you are not allowed to recommend a book to me unless you've read it yourself. That's part of the deal. That's just my filter because I'm always 50 books behind and I'm not kidding. That is not an exaggeration. It can be overwhelming. I am 50 books behind right now. And it's embarrassing because I won't bring on an author unless I've read their book because they deserve that kind of respect. Yeah, I'm carrying one right now in my purse. I'm trying to finish because we're trying to schedule that author and Jim's always doing the same. It's tough. Hey, we wanted to make sure that you knew how you could get involved in I Work For Him. This is a ministry that the Lord laid on our hearts 
almost a decade ago. But in 2012, when the Lord gave us the name, I work for him. And in early 2013, when we went on the air, which we never, ever planned on, we never expected that the Lord would say, okay, this is all you're going to do. This needs to be your sole focus. Therefore, you need to raise money. Now, we don't think we need to raise money on an ongoing basis. We're trying to raise money to get us so we can have a national platform because we have radio stations from around the country saying, hey, Jim and Martha, get your show out there on satellite so that we can pick you up and, and broadcast you in our local area. And, and people are saying, and we want to put you on our business talk stations. We want to put you on our Christian talk stations. So we're raising money for that effort. It's a $20,000 a year kind of an effort. Not a big deal for the Lord. But it's twenty grand, and we could. It's seventy-five bucks a day. Well, maybe you could afford to send us a check for seventy-five bucks. We're, you're never going to hear on the show us asking for money all the time, but we just wanted to bring it up today because there's a lot of people that go, "Hey, how could we help?" Well, seventy-five bucks gets us a day on a satellite, and we just need 250, 253, 263 people to actually send in seventy-five dollar checks. The other big need we have is fifty-three hundred dollars towards buying a portable radio connection so that we can broadcast the show and connect in here to Faith Talk AM 57910 from anywhere in the country. And it costs a little bit of money to be able to do that. And we want to be able to go out and speak at other churches and get involved in other churches around the country, but we need to be able to be portable, and that's what it's going to take. So we're raising money for those things. If there's anything you can do to help, please go out to iworkforhim.com, click on the Donate Now button. But maybe you know somebody that is a business person that could take advantage of the advertising audience that we br- we bring on I Work For Him. There's fifteen to 20,000 people every month that are listening to I Work For Him. If you know a business person that could take advantage of this audience, connect them to us. I'd love to talk to them. We'll talk to anybody. We're not... We're not these personalities where we're too big to talk to anybody. We're not. We are just normal people that have just been blessed by God to have an incredible marriage and an incredible ministry on the radio. It's nothing more than that. I mean, it really isn't. No. So we, yeah, we're just wanting to get the word to as many people as possible because some people have never thought about incorporating Christ in their workplace. So as many different avenues that we can use to make that known and get the message out there to encourage other people, that's what that's what we're doing. So we'd love to invite you to come out and help us. Uh, you go out to iworkforhim.com, click on the Donate Now. We've got a couple of big needs. Like I said, we're looking for advertisers that can handle the big audience we can bring them. And, and whether that's we got local advertisers in Tampa Bay or national ministries uh, or national businesses that can handle a national audience, we got both both kinds of slots. And as well, like I said, we're, we're raising money for uh, getting out on satellite. We just need twenty grand. That's it. It's a piece of cake. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, just come on. For some people, writing a check for twenty grand is like you and me putting ten bucks down by McDonald's. That's a lot of food at McDonald's. Ten bucks? Yeah. Well, if you buy from the dollar menu, it is. <laughs> and right now, frappes are two for three bucks, Whoa, what which is way too much caffeine for me. All right, we're gonna jump into. We've got a guest calling in today, Don Menke. He wrote this book, Real Christian Businessmen, and he has a da- a weekly blog that he writes under the same name. And uh, he reached out to us, joined the I Work for Him Nation, and mentioned that he wrote this book. And so he's coming in for the second half of the show. Don Menke, welcome to I Work for Him. Jim, Martha, thank you so much for the opportunity. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great, and we're grateful to have you on the air. Now, Don, you wrote this book that we're going to give away right after the bottom of the half hour. Talk to me about this book, Real Christian Businessmen. Why did you write this book? Well, Jim, I tell you, uh, about four years ago, 
God was working on my heart to start encouraging others to help them balance their faith with their work. I had worked in the secular music industry for about 18 years. I was working for a Christian publisher at the time, and I just felt the calling to be going out there and helping others, encouraging others, because I had struggled and I was continuing to work with others to help balance that faith that I had in Christ in the workplace, similar to what you're doing to try and get uh, sometimes I'm, I was the only Jesus that my coworkers would ever see. Mm-hmm. And it's so you wrote this book, and it's, it's a 30-day manual, but each day you address a little bit different issues that are happening in the workplace, and what do you do with those issues? And you specifically write it for men, and I like that because men in this country really need to step up their game from a spiritual standpoint. To be spiritual leaders, whether it's in their workplace or in their home, They need to be stepping up because we've got a high calling in our life. All right, Don, as you look at, I want, I always ask people to share something about their faith when they get on the air, because I want everybody, everybody's inspired by different stories of faith. So really quickly, how did you become a Christ follower? Well, uh, Jim, when I was 12, my uh, youth pastor, and he had preached several times before, we went to a small church up on a hill, it was really kind of cute. He preached that day and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. It spoke to me so loudly, I came down, accepted Christ, and about three weeks later, we were in the pond in the back of the church back there. I was getting baptized, and ever since then, my faith has stayed pretty much on point, but we all falter here or there. I've tried to stay true to what God has asked me to do and just have kept my faith in Him ever since that day, uh, that spring day that I accepted Christ into my heart. So outside of writing and speaking, what is your profession? Well, currently, I work for Lifeway Christian Stores. We do have a couple of stores, I know, in your area. Mm-hmm. And I work in the retail division as the promotion specialist. So I make sure that when you come into the store, all of our products are promoted properly, and the uh, store presence, the store visual products are all in the best place and work best together so that when you come in, you have a great experience when you uh, are shopping there. So you work on a national level or on a local level in some of the stores there in Tennessee? I do. Actually, our corporate office is here in the Nashville, uh, Tennessee area. I work in the corporate office, and, and I help all of the chain nationwide make sure that we have the right message that is spread across the uh, the country there in our stores. You know, Lifeway, that Lifeway Christian Stores, that would make a great advertiser, and I work for him as we go nationwide. That would be fantastic. You should really, you should really help me out on that. We'll have to talk about that one off the show. You know, I like, you know, I like the way you're thinking, Jim. I was thinking about that this week too, as I was getting ready to speak to you and Martha. That's that's a good idea. <laughs> that's awesome. So, Don, for our listeners, can you just tell them a little bit about what sparked the desire in you to write this book? Yes, Martha. It was very interesting. I had some experiences, as I mentioned, in the secular music industry where I was the only Jesus that people saw for about 18 years, was working in the publishing, Christian publishing industry then at the time would have changed, but I had started to travel a lot, and a good friend of mine, uh, Jody, and his family were visiting me late in 2011, and he's, I was telling him, I mean, I feel like I need to be encouraging others for all these experiences that I've had that God has put across my life. And he said, you should write a blog. I said, I'm not going to write a blog. Don't tell me that, Jody. So, of course, I didn't listen to him, who God was speaking to him. So he came back in the spring and uh, was visiting, and he said, if, uh, you, have you thought about it? I said, yeah, I think I have an idea for a website. He challenged me, Martha, and said, if you don't start this, I'm going to buy that domain. I'll give you a week. If you don't get the domain, I'm going to buy it. You'll never be able to uh, start that 
website or that blog. So I moved quickly. RealChristianBusinessman.com was born. My wife was there prodding me along, too, as a, uh, a good helper and wonderful advocate for me. And ever since then, I felt like I needed to be using what God had put onto my heart to encourage others. My love language is encouragement. I like to receive it. So as you may know, whatever your love language is, you usually give. So I like to give a lot of encouragement. And so I found that by doing this in the way that I was doing it, some people were affected. I'll tell you a quick funny story. The only two people that got read the blog for a a month was Jody and my wife because I was too scared to tell anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, so who is this book for? This book is specifically for uh, targeted towards men, but but women can get just as much out of it as well. That are in the workplace, that are tr- Christians, Jesus followers, that are trying to balance their faith with their work. We all have situations where we actually, I feel, Jim and Martha, that we are have a bigger target on us when we are a believer in the workplace because people look at us differently. Like we can never make mistakes. Right. That we that we can never have a wrong opinion or speak on top of someone or treat someone rudely, you know, we're not intending to do those things, but we're human just like everyone else. And I'm there to encourage those people to say, hey, don't let them get you down because we are a believer. Show your faith by your actions and who you are, and it will come true in the end that you have planted some seeds with someone that they may not have ever seen Jesus in their workplace or ever seen Jesus at all. They, as, as, as the Bible teaches us, be sure to be able to answer how you act the way you do. I know mm-hmm. I paraphrase that, but we need to be able to respond to why we believe what we believe, and that is what I'm trying to do is just encourage people in a brief way. Well, and the book is incredibly straight and to the point. I mean, each one of the cha- each one of the daily devotions is very much applicable to daily life. So, what's your hope for the reader when when they read this? What are you hoping? What, what kind of transformation are you looking for? I'm just hoping, Jim, that they get a, an encouragement for that day to get them through the day to continue to live out their faith so that other people can see Jesus in them. I, I write these, it's funny because sometimes I get discouraged. Satan attacks me and says, you don't need to write this anymore. Nobody's listening to you. Somebody else is saying the exact same thing you are. Why are you even bothering writing a weekly message to people? And lo and behold, God will send someone will reply to one of my posts and say, man, this really spoke to me today. And I'm like, oh, wow. I, I, really? I had no idea. So if it just can help one person and encourage that one person that day for what they're reading on my book or what they're hearing on my uh, blog post, that is what who this is written for and the hope that is coming out of this. That's great. And one of the things I just want our listeners to understand is when you look at this book, it is written in uh, the way that you could set this on your desk, pick it up, spend a few minutes reading it and at the end of it there is it looks like there's always a scripture and then a question and then some areas for some journaling or to write some notes so i could see where you could go through this every month because we are sometimes very slow learners and we need to hear the same message over and over again <laughs> um, but it, you know you could you could go wow that's what i said last month about it and now i'm you know here's something new i'm i'm figuring out or that i was able to implement so i just want our listeners to get the understanding of of the format of this because it's 
it is I love it. Having been in Christian retail for many years, there are not many books like this out there. And in fact, I can only think of one workplace devotional that I ever found that was um, worth putting out there for people. So I'm excited to see this and hope that people will take the opportunity to go and get themselves a copy. So when you were talking about um, now your your friends encouraged you to write the blog and stuff, but how did you actually um, come to the point where you felt the call that your workplace was your mission field? That's a, a very good question, Martha. I tell you, it, it, it snuck up on me, and then I realized what I was doing mm-hmm. when I was in when I was in the music industry. I, I didn't waver from my my faith, and mm-hmm. you, the industry I was in shapes the culture, unfortunately, of what's going on today with the. the whatever music is being played, the dress that it is, right. et cetera. And, and I never wavered, but I was not one that sat out there. I never believed in Bible thumping, if anybody remembers that word, mm-hmm. or if I'm just making that up. Mm-hmm. I felt like your actions will help you to speak what God, who God is. And so I would be in these situations in the workplace, and uh, I, never, I never felt it. I, I didn't curse, but people were cursing all around me. I mean, foul language. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, drink. They, there was a lot of stuff that was going on. And I would just respect them. They respected me, so I wasn't judging them, but they knew my position. My point in saying that is, in the workplace, it got to a point where we would be in executive meetings, and uh, some of the executives that would curse like nobody's business learned who I was, not just by who I was. So uh, it, it was remarkable. This is when I started realizing where my mission field was. Mm. Uh, there was one one female executive in particular that everyone was scared of and knew this. And I, I just, I got to befriend her. I, I, I treated everyone as they would treat me. And she would see me and she saw me while she was speaking. She'd say, oh, oh, Don, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I was using that language. I'm sorry. But it was almost as if I'm a pastor. And by the way, guys, I'm not a pastor. I'm just a regular person that is a believer in Christ. But they would treat me as if, the pastor had just entered the room, and, and everybody had to clear, you know, clear their conscience and clear what they were saying. And they, this would then start to happen more frequently, and they even started joking about it, not in a good way, and say, "I got to clean up my my language." Don's in here, you know. And so and wow. I would just I would just kind of laugh at them and say, I, "I I just would tell them, look, guys, I appreciate that very much. I just I would tell them I appreciate it." And there there's was one other quick time I'll tell you, Martha and Jim, I would be in a setting, and, and people would come and approach me privately and want to talk about issues they were going through. Once again, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a, a pastor, but I am a follower in Jesus, and I would mm-hmm. just tell them, hey guys, here's how I would handle it, and here's why, and here's the playbook that I use to help me get through that. I don't have it memorized, I'm still studying it, but these are some things that help me. So did that's when I realized. After you did that, well, did you pray with them? Uh, so once, uh, once or twice I did it. it gets awesome. That, so my, my challenge, to, my challenge to you though, when people come to you, because people when they're when they're having a down day and they share stuff like that with you, and you say, "Hey, can I pray with, after you've had the conversation?" Now you say, "Hey, can I pray with you about that right now before you go?" Nobody ever says no. Nobody, never. I have never had anybody say no. Just so you know, you're just, exactly right. You're exactly right, Jim. I was not as strong in my faith as I was as I would today. Today, I'll pray with the waitress that's helping us at the restaurant now. If they're mm. having a problem before, I would some. And you're right. You should. And no one has ever denied it when we've asked them. I said, hey, great? you know what? Let's let's pray about that right now. They they welcome it because I think when you have hurting people, just like we are, we're we're hurting too. But we yes. got Jesus on our side. That's when right. you have hurting people, they they want to hear. Uh, some type of comfort, and they welcome that. Mm-hmm. They will welcome that. All right. Well, you need to give you a plug so people can find out how to get a hold of you, how to get signed up for the blog, and how to get a copy of the book. So go ahead. Tell everybody. 
No, I'm very excited. And Martha and Jim, thank you for the opportunity again, and thank you for the ministry that you both are doing. I know it's not easy. You've got a team that helps you, but I want to say thank you to you guys as well for what you are doing to continue to put Jesus and speak about Jesus in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So you can get in touch with me, realchristianbusinessman.com, if you'd like to subscribe to the blog that I send on a weekly basis, no more than three or 400 words once a week. You can go to realchristianbusinessman.com forward slash subscribe. If you can't remember that and you can just remember realchristianbusinessman.com, there's a box over to the right there on the website that'll say subscribe here. I will even send you a free ebook when you subscribe of four or five devotionals that I've written outside of the book and an essay that um, I found was very encouraging to me that I included in that. It's the Real Christian Businessman Starter Guide, Jim. Uh, How about that? That's fantastic. We're, 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 run, we're running out of time. RealChristianBusinessman.com. Don Menke with RealChristianBusinessman.com. Thanks so much for calling into I Work For Him. God bless you. And don't worry, I'll follow up with you about that Lifeway Christian Store's support of I Work For Him. <laughs> I'm sure you will, Jim. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Don. Thank you. All right. Hey, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, another fast-moving conversation with people just like you and me, whose lives have been impacted by Christ, and they reached out to us, and we wanted their stories to be heard right here on I Work Rim. Keep that in mind. We'll talk to anybody, as long as you've got something to share about Christ. You're listening to I Work Rim radio program with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, and we own our own business, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.